Welcome everyone to episode 8 of Behind the PFP. I'm your host Ren Ren and today uh, we have a really exciting person to, to have on to the podcast. I'm really excited to talk to him. He's a garden caretaker in the purest sense. He's clearly shown that he wants to help grow Azuki and its brand. So much so that he is now part of a smart group of individuals who have been introduced by Bobu as the Bobu Committee. But beyond that, he's managed $250 million in annual revenues with some major brands. He's traveled far and wide. He's a father and the other half to Carla, aka Oh Hey It's Carl. Pretzel, welcome to the podcast. Happy to have you here and thank you for carving out some time to be on the podcast, man. I really appreciate it. Oh no, my the pleasure is mine. I, I I love I love listening to a podcast every time you put one out. It's super exciting to learn um, to learn about like the people that we interact with. So I'm happy that I'm able to give people a little bit of insight into my life. Yeah, and I'm excited to get into it because um, just doing research on you and just kind of seeing who you are it's it's really interesting to see your beginnings in azuki as well as your life outside of web3 there's there's a lot to talk about i'll do my best i i don't think i'm i'm as interesting as you put it but i appreciate it because I'm, I'm terrible at talking about myself well you know what uh there's so many stories i'm sure that you have that we can talk about and you know i can, I can tell my stories too so yeah uh what would you like to tell the Azuki community about yourself? Um, I feel like I'm a, a kind of an open book. I mean, except for like, you know, like my home address, you know, like I don't want people showing up <laughs> to my house randomly, but I'm a pretty open book. So, so like if anybody's, you know, struggling with something, you know, whether it's like personal or professional, like I, I have no problem, like, you know, lending an ear. I really like mentoring like people. And like, I, I think we're pretty fortunate and to, to be in a community where we're so diverse. Um, I think it's really exciting to be able to take what experiences I've had and the experiences that I've learned from, you know, people that are a little bit older than me and help anybody that's like just getting started because, it's kind of stressful getting out into the real world. And especially when you're young, you have a lot of like really great ideas and, and then some people are just really bad at the delivery. So that, that was my biggest problem was like, I was super young starting out my career. And like a lot of people thought I was like really cocky and arrogant. And like, I just knew when I was right. And like, I guess that is kind of cocky and arrogant, but like my <laughs> delivery was terrible. So I, I hope that I can you know, maybe give some of my experiences to others and, you know, help help them kickstart their careers. And yeah, and that's the beauty of community. I see it in so many different ways where, uh, yeah, we can be mentors and, and every single person has so many different experiences in life. And if you just take the time to to listen to other people and to hear their stories and learn from them and their experiences. It'll help you avoid any mistakes that they, they talk about because the more you talk about, you know, your own mistakes and, uh, and, and own up to it and then spread the word of how, how you can avoid putting yourself in such a situation, whatever situation it is, I think it's uh, for the better for everyone. For example, like for the Canadian OBs, um, we have our our, our age is almost similar, except for our youngin, our youngin Swan. He's, he's, 
it's crazy because uh, I find him to be so so mature for his age, and he's already done a lot, and we learn from him even though he's so young. But he also gets to learn from us. Yeah, I I I can I've definitely seen you out there being an open book and 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 talking highly about Azuki and and just having good conversations on Discord. Cuz that's really where it started for you with with uh your Azuki story. Uh, before we do get into um uh your web3 life and and Azuki, I'd like to just kind of talk about uh, your life outside of Web3. Sure. I know that uh, I've seen that you have a friend that you like to go traveling with and you've gone to a lot of places and I'm sure you have a lot of stories. Could you could you tell us a little bit more about uh, your friend and your travels? Yeah, sure. I have, um, yeah, my best friend, his, his name's Vin. Um, we've been friends since, um, I think it's sixth grade, in, in middle school um so like almost 20 years now wow yeah um yeah he he like he was from like a different area and then like transferred to like our city and so like started to go to like the middle school that a lot of us kind of grew up in and um we just kind of became friends from there because he and i are, are like very similar where we're we're very easygoing and we we both don't really like dealing with stressful people if that makes sense yeah (laughs) we'll we'll just kind of like cut them out and do our own thing and so i think that's like one thing we both really bonded over was like we we just want to like enjoy the moment enjoy what we're doing you know take in like whatever experiences we can and and just like when it comes to travel you know like really understanding kind of what's going on with the culture and not doing a lot of the touristy stuff so um yeah so i pretty much grew up with him uh and his family he's he's from vietnam so like i'm like their adopted white kid like his his mom you know treats me like her son like we we, (laughs) we, like she moved away and like she and i talk more than he and his mom talk what Um, really yeah yeah we we talk all the time i talk to his brother all the time um so i mean they're literally like my family Um, yeah really close hey yeah yeah very very close yeah i grew up at their house you know like my my mom was my mom was pretty cool like as long as like we weren't getting into trouble and you know for the most part like i was home at night like she didn't really like micromanage us or like care too much what we're doing as long as we're doing good in school and whatnot so like a lot of times like i would spend like days at his house i would just ride the bus to school with him if i stayed the night over his house or whatever so like i literally grew up with him and his family they would take me on trips during the summer like they always try to take me to vietnam when i was a kid and my mom's like no that's a little too far so never got wow, to go to Vietnam. that's really but, special to have. Yeah, but they always try to take me. Um, his mom's tried to, like, marry me off to, to <laughs> people from Vietnam, like, many times. Yeah. Um, so, like, I, I'm, like, literally a part of their family. And, yeah, he and I just stuck close together. And, like I said, we, we have a pretty interesting relationship where, you know, we both live, like, really busy lives as an adult, as adults. He He's in the military, and he... Uh, runs like security for the embassies so so yeah he's in charge of in charge of the embassies uh security and uh so he's like always somewhere he was in haiti for a while now he's in guatemala i think he's all over the place um so before he was doing that he he was just like you know a normal person in in the marine corps he had a regular job um and so like wherever he was stationed usually he and i would meet up somewhere so 
Um, that's kind of where a lot of our travels started to kick off. And he got really big into photography and does a really great job at like landscape photography and sort of like adventure photography and stuff like he that. Does. So, yeah. so we go like hiking and, and camping. And, um, you know, like I said, when, when, when we hang out, like we, we don't really want to like deal with like people complaining because like when we go camping, we'll literally just bring a car and like a tent yeah, and like, we'll figure it out. Um, <laughs> You know, like we oh won't go God. to like normal campsites. We'll just go to random places and, you know, like we could disappear and no one would find us. Like that's how remote these places are sometimes. So, you know, having that's so like, much fun though. It, it's a lot of fun for us. Like it's definitely not a lot of fun for most people. Like I completely understand it and can see that not fun for everyone, but it's, it's fun for us. Cause you know, like I said, we, we get out and you get to kind of decompress away from everything and just kind of see a lot of stuff that people don't get to see. So yeah, that's where a lot of, a lot of my travels have been is, is with him just depending on where he's at. Oh, so it depends on where he's at. Have you, have you guys been able to uh, go on any recent trips together? No, not, not recently. Unfortunately, he's, he's planning a trip to, I think Bolivia and Peru in the summer. So depending on what his plans are for that and how long it's going to be, um, we'll see. It's, it's kind of tough now. Like, having the baby because it's not really fair to leave uh leave carla by herself for a couple weeks with totally with a little baby that, yeah. while you know she's at home working and um or asking her to take you know vacation off just to sit at home with the baby that's not 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 the most fair so yeah. we haven't really we haven't really gotten to travel too much recently i think the most recent one we did was our our camping trip out west where we went from we we started in texas because that's where his mom's at so we went to go visit her And then we ended up driving through, um, like New Mexico, Arizona, Utah, um, and Colorado. Just in random places, just camped out. Yeah. A lot of like the national parks areas. So, um, Bryce Canyon, um, Zion National Park, um, Grand Canyon and stuff, you know, that was like one of the most recent ones we did. Uh, you guys did a hike there. Yeah, we did. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah, it's probably one of the hardest things I've ever done. That's funny that, uh, that you know that. Um, yeah, we did, we, we went to the Grand Canyon and it's like, I think it's like six miles one way or like five and a half miles miles. down. Okay. Yeah. And on the way down, we, we asked the park rangers like, Hey, you know, like we're pretty active, you know, like we go hiking, like, is it okay if we hike all the way down and come back? Are are we going to be Okay. He's like, yeah, if you can do that, you're good. Like, whatever. I was like, no, no, no. Like, I don't mean like, can I physically do it? Like, is it safe? How long is it going to take? Like, is it safe? And he's like, if if you think you're physically fit, go for it. You know, do what you want. I'm like, man, that's not the answer I'm looking for. What? And yeah. so like, we're eventually just like, fuck it, whatever. And and we left. Yeah, that was straight up one of the hardest things I've ever done. Um, but yeah, it was like, I think 11 miles uh, round trip. And it was, uh, I think, a couple miles of like just straight elevation. So not only is the trail 11 miles, but you're, you're also going up and down a couple yeah. miles of, of elevation. And we got down to like the, the Colorado River, which is at the very bottom. And there's a bridge that you can cross to climb up the other side of the canyon. But like, obviously, if we do that, then we're kind of screwed. Uh, yeah. We'd have to hike back down to get to our car. Um, was there a path too? to go up on that side yeah yep that's like the other other side of the other side of the path Um, right but you're you're so yeah yeah, we got down there and like kind of washed our clothes off and like wrung like wrung our clothes off because we were like gross and and sweaty and smelly (laughs) yeah and um (laughs) didn't realize that like what time it was 
because like the sun had already kind of crossed the canyon and so now it's like oh, you're in the shade so like our clothes didn't dry very well so now it's kind of cold and oh, now and we gotta a hike back bit up damp. yeah oh no i think we started around nine eight or nine in the morning and we finally got back up to the top around 11 p.m midnight oh and we were like exhausted we were literally like leaning on top of each other like leaning on each other with like walking sticks like getting up to the top and really we were beat uh, i couldn't walk for like two days after but we had so much fun like <laughs> neither of us complained the whole time yeah we, we were making jokes and having fun i'm like dude like i literally can't walk like my leg's about to give out. You know, like, you're going to have to drag me up to the top. He's like, that's fine. Like, if I have to drag you, it is what it is. And so, like, we just kind of, like, like you know, hobbled up to the top at the end. And, uh, like, that's it was insane. it was a lot of fun because, like, there's, like, that shared suffering. Um, exactly. Yeah. So that was tough. Yeah. There, there must be such a, a sense of accomplishment, right? A shared sense oh, yeah. of accomplishment, right? To, to, to go all the way down there, go through hell, come back. And be like, holy shit, what the fuck was that? What? Do we, why? Why did we do that? But yeah, I didn't feel like it at the time. Like I was, I was pretty like, I was like, man, I'm just so glad we're done. And then like we're getting to the car, I'm like, man, fuck that park ranger. I was like, I don't know why he didn't tell us it's a bad idea. And then yeah. we like later found out that there were signs that said like, hey, don't do this. Like this is like ill advised. Like to try and do it in one trip. Like there's camping spots oh down there God. that we didn't know about. And I was like, man, that guy's a. Man, I was like, I'm yeah. so mad at this park ranger. What, this guy sucks. What the hell? Like, there's signs, and this guy's like, well, if you can do it, I, I guess. You guys must look built enough to do it, though. That might be it. Maybe he yeah, saw yeah, you, and he's like, like well, we're, these guys Yeah, we're both, it. like, athletic-looking, uh, like I would say. Like I, I, like, I wouldn't say I'm, like, like jacked or anything like that, but, like, I'm really tall right. and slender, so, like, you know, I look athletic. And, and, and like I said, like, we'd, we'd go hiking and stuff like that on, on a bunch of trips, so, like, you know, like, hiking 11 miles itself isn't a problem. Like, I can do that no, no problem. Right. But yeah. Like with like three or four miles or whatever it is, or two miles, like I don't remember how much it is of elevation. Like it was so hard. You know, that's that's like my favorite part about hanging out with him is is like no matter like what kind of shitty situation like we may be in, like we're still having fun with each other and we're enjoying ourselves. Um, yeah. Like there's another time where we went to Japan, and Ooh, yes. we were going to go hike Mount Fuji. Um, or a few ways you can do it. You can take a bus ab- about halfway up. And there's like a little like city rest stop area thing there. Um, right. I think there's like a couple of hotels and stuff you can stay in and some restaurants. But you can also start at the very base of the mountain and you can get a walking stick when you go up Mount Fuji. And if you stop at like these temples, like little shrine things on the way, there's people that are usually there and and you, you pay them like 100 yen or something like which is like a dollar. It's, you know, like 75 cents or something now. But you give them a hundred yen and then they have like a brand, like a, a piece of metal that they'll stamp the walking stick with for like each of like the stations. Oh. So it's like a super cool touristy memento thing Yeah, that like most people don't really get the full experience of because like climbing Mount Fuji is like hard. Like it's, it's Mount Fuji. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a big, it's a big mountain. It's a long hike. So we, we were going to do it like overnight. So that way we, when we got to the top, it would be like sunrise and it'd be like really crazy cool view and just like a really nice experience and we'd hike back down and, and then just have the rest of the day. Okay. Um, yeah. And it was like raining. So it was like kind of shitty outside and like we didn't have service on our phones to find where like the trail started. So like we tried to follow some signs and 
we ended up on like the road that people drive on to get up and, and instead of going like in an almost straight line up the mountain it like switchbacks left and oh, right no. yeah 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 and so it turns like what's probably you know like a six or seven mile hike or something like that into like 25 or 30 25 and it was something crazy yeah i don't remember the exact number but right like we're hiking it for a while i was like hey man we're in the wrong place like i'm reading these <sighs> signs i was like this is it says you know like 30 kilometers or something like we're we're in the wrong place so a train stopped running at midnight um in japan so we went back to the train station and then like we got a taxi and then we tried to find a hotel to stay in but yeah. like none of the hotels had availability we're like this is going to be such a boring night like there's nothing to do and then we i like how it's a boring night yeah. it's gonna be a boring night not stressful just it's yeah really boring <laughs> no just boring like we we're soaking wet and it's like nothing to do and then we saw that there's like a 7-eleven and they're open 24 7 so we went and got some food and some drinks and came back and and then he found like a bathroom that was unlocked and like we went to the bathroom because they had a space heater yeah. so we just like took like you know most of our clothes and our shoes and socks off and like threw them on the space heater to, to dry out our clothes and like found some cardboard boxes to like lay on on the floor so we're not like on the bathroom floor and uh yeah we just slept there for the night no way you slept there hey and that really shows that you guys really just try to have fun with it and enjoy whatever situation you're in and that's really hard to do because like to stay yeah. positive in in a situation where you're like oh yeah you know we're just gonna climb up uh six miles but then it turns into something like 25 miles and you're like yeah no this is not gonna work that just like ruins everything like your mental's already off and then you can't find a play oh man that's 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 hard that's really hard. yeah i think it's i think it's easy to kind of sink back into like you know thinking about something negatively mm -hmm. and uh, but it doesn't do anything you know like no, it, yeah. it doesn't help the situation and like having i mean like as long as you're not like in danger obviously but like right having a, a more like positive like outlook and experience like we had so much fun like it was like honestly like if, if like it was a really bad experience right like we we're homeless for a night we were soaking wet yeah. we were laying on a bathroom floor with like our underwear on like that's not the all like the perfect scenario no, no. but instead of like you know being cranky about it or whatever like we let our clothes dry and then we chilled for a little bit and like we found like a bunch of broken umbrellas and then we started making like you know like weird umbrella huts and stuff like what and then it was like 6 a.m the train station opened we we left cleaned cleaned up so like no one ever knew that we were there yeah got back on the train and, and then we're like hey like let's go to the hotel we'll shower and then like we can go to like tokyo disney and we'll go like rad rides and it's like you know if 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 we would have had like a negative outlook on it like we would have just been in a really bad mood for the, like the rest of the day and probably just would have went back to the hotel and done nothing exactly um so yeah we that like we, we try to have the, the most fun we can out of like whatever non-optimal situations there oh are oh my god that is that is quite the story did you guys ever go back to mount fuji did you get did you ever uh get to climb it at all no we the, the second time i went back um we, we actually I went back with him and uh carla wanted to go oh, yeah. um because like she she saw like how much fun like i had there the first time and like she's really interested you know in in japan and like japan. their culture yeah. and food and stuff like that so she wanted to go and i was like hey like i'm just gonna be real with you like we're gonna go hiking it's gonna be hard like you don't hike so as long as you know like you're, you're not gonna complain like <laughs> yeah we're good 
And she's like, no, I won't complain. And she was like a, she was a trooper, dude. She nice. hated it, but she didn't complain like at all. And the only thing she did, the only thing she did complain about is how much we eat ice cream. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah. Every chance we saw ice cream, I don't know what it is. Like maybe it's the milk. I, I don't know, but like. Just like vanilla ice cream in Japan is so good. Oh, God. Um, Everything in Japan it, is so good. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is, but like anytime we saw ice cream, he and I would always stop and get ice cream. And she's like, I can't do that. You know, like I'm going to blow up like a balloon. Like you guys are eating ice cream six times a day. I'm like, well, I mean, we are hiking, you know, like six miles, like seven miles of like up and down mountains. So like we're burning it off. But like I, I get what she means. Like that's a lot of freaking ice cream. Yeah. And um, it's like after a couple hikes, she's like, you guys go on your hikes. I'm going to go to the spa like in the hotel nice so you guys do your thing like like i'm cool everyone got to stay happy and do do what they wanted to do so it it worked out for everyone then Um, yeah and so like it was a really bad time of year to to hike back up mount fuji so ah that's uh, yeah we did not we did not get to do it oh man that's okay i mean there's there's still uh a long road ahead for us so you'll be able to plenty of time exactly um can you tell us about your green powder wasabi story? Oh, yeah. I think I talked about this in the caretaker chat before, too. Yeah. Um, the first time I went to Japan, we we landed and got situated, and it was with my, my buddy Vin. Um, and we're in Tokyo, and, <laughs> and um, we're like, hey, like, let's go find an all-you-can-eat like sushi place, like a conveyor belt one, like oh, you see yeah. on like YouTube or TVs or whatever and we we get there i was like man that's crazy like i'm so used to them like giving us like wasabi or whatever and like i don't like wasabi like i i got all and i I just thought it was like interesting that we didn't get any and so Mm -hmm. i'm like sitting there and there's like a couple little containers and there's like obviously like soy sauce and then there was like a little container um of like green powder I was like, oh, maybe it's just like powdered wasabi. And because there was like a tap there too yeah. of like hot water. I was like, maybe like you just have to mix your own or something. <laughs> and so I was like, I'm going to taste it and see what it see what it's like. Like I've never seen powdered wasabi. <laughs> and I, and the, the amount of looks I got from these people that were sitting there, like oh, no. they knew they were like, man, this guy is a fucking idiot. <laughs> because I took some of the powder and some of the water, like made a paste. Yeah. And then I like, dunked some sushi in it and i took a bite i was like oh shit this is green tea and like i just didn't put two and two together that like hot water green powder like and like everyone was staring at me everyone yeah there's like there's like 10 people eating and then like the people making sushi stopped like what they were doing they're just like staring at me i like look at them i was like oh no and i just kind of like laughed and then it's like made green tea like it was a joke or something and they're like looking at me like i was a fucking idiot (laughs) i was like yeah i like shrank in my seat and my buddy's looking at me he goes why why didn't you why didn't you realize that was green tea i was like i don't know man like i didn't put two and two together i was like all right like i i I don't feel good about it like let's Let's just just move on let's just eat now yeah like let's just eat and then uh yeah, we we crushed a bunch of sushi and 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 we got kicked out because we ate what? too much. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Hey, at least you got to enjoy some good sushi. You got to watch. Yeah, it all yeah, down. it wasn't bad. <laughs> yeah, definitely wasn't bad. But it was very very embarrassing in the moment. Like I don't really care, like about getting embarrassed too much. But like literally, everyone stopped what they're doing. They're just like looking at me. I felt so small. I just like shrank in my seat. Yeah, I. I you know what? Um, I've had many embarrassing times as well um so so you're not alone in that 
everyone everyone has those moments right um oh yeah i i remember one time it's uh not similar but i i remember getting bubble tea at uh our mall here and i was with a a couple of friends and my friend in front of me I i think we were this is when we were younger uh there were a lot of a lot of people around us there was like a cheerleader competition going on and so there was a lot of people and uh my friend in front of me uh decided to to jump this cart rail uh that was just in the middle of um the hallway for this mall and mm-hmm. and so he decides to jump over it um and i'm thinking the whole way through just drinking my bubble tea and and for whatever reason i'd like chopsticks in my hand i don't know this was when i was in like junior high high school um but yeah. i had chopsticks in my hand and i'm drinking my bubble tea and i'm looking at it and i'm looking at him and i'm like huh i think i can jump over this but <laughs> i waited too long and i was thinking too long for too long and so i jumped like at the like right when i was in front of it and absolutely biffed it and bubble tea spilled everywhere my my chopsticks went flying in two different directions all of these like cheerleader girls were just like staring at me just like what just happened what is this guy doing and i felt so embarrassed i uh i ended up just like i grabbed whatever was left of the bubble tea and uh grabbed one chopstick and uh ran i ran yeah it's so stressful too because like when you make a mess i, I think that's like oh, the, yes. the worst yeah because you like look at the mess and you're like how do i fix I this? this yeah and there's no way to fix it no like, there's no there's no paper towels there's no mop like you're just staring at the mess like how do i make this go away and you can't so you just have to like leave and like you know maybe get lucky and and like find something yeah. to try and clean it up with or just like you know like apologize like in your mind to the person that has to clean it up on your way exactly, home like yeah. i feel so bad like i'm sorry mister like and they'll never know you're sorry but like <laughs> no, no yeah I, I hope i hope uh whoever had to clean that up um i hope they know i'm sorry maybe they'll maybe they'll come across this podcast somehow maybe (laughs) Maybe. um but yeah um i wanted to uh get into web3 uh your web3 life and basically how did you you know how did you find crypto and i guess when did you get into crypto yeah i i feel like a lot of people that got into crypto early kind of have a similar a similar story like I think it was maybe 2010, 2011, mm-hmm. when like I first learned about Bitcoin. Um, I had a girlfriend at the time, uh, and and one of her friends um, <laughs> just so happened to be like their high school drug dealer, <laughs> and like he was a really nice guy. You know, he was our age or whatever. But yeah, like it was just really weird because like he was ordering like mdma like like molly Mm -hmm. like through the mail yeah and like like i was a pretty good kid like i didn't do like drugs or anything growing Mm -hmm. up like you know like my my parents my parents would have known and like beat the crap out of me but like i I never like judged anybody for like you know whatever the situation was like as long as they're not like murdering people or whatever like doing really really bad stuff like you know it's not my place to judge and like he would order like mdma and it it would come in the mail like from like the u.s post office and like a dvd would show up at his house and it just had a bunch of pills in it and i was like dude like how are you not scared and and he's like no it's it's anonymous and i was like how is it anonymous like they have your address like he's like no 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 like it's it's a p.o box 
and I use crypto. And I was like, what the fuck is crypto? And, and like, he sat down for like 15 minutes and and showed me like Bitcoin and he showed me Tor, which is, um, uh, like a, a VPN, like Mm, web browser. Like it's, it's called like the dark net. Um, and, and he showed me the Silk Road and, that was, like I said, 2010, 2011, where Bitcoin was like almost worthless. Hold on. I'm going to stop and... you there. Uh, I don't think everyone has the same situation in that they had a friend. Uh, or... No, not this situation. <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. Um, but a little bit, yeah, a little bit down the road. It will, it'll make sense. Yeah. And and so like he, he showed me all this stuff. I was like, wow, this is like really scary. Mm-hmm. Um, scary, but it's also really amazing. Not the illegal aspect of it but like the technology behind yeah. it was like super super interesting to me um because like the way tor pretty much works is it's like a mega vpn um and it just bounces your ip around so many times that it just becomes like economically like not efficient to right. try to track an ip address yeah. um and then you know of course like blockchain with bitcoin you know it's a um trustless system of of exchange and um, you know, you can exchange the anonymous currency between uh, anyone in the world without intermediaries. So it's like I was, you know, like a high school kid and I was like, this is this is amazing because like I didn't really know how the financial system worked on the back end. But I, I did know that it's like very like cumbersome and, and difficult. So like that's how I first got introduced to it. And then I, I kind of dug into it a little bit more like on my own and started like mining Bitcoin back then oh. and um, like collecting Bitcoin. And, and I had quite a, quite a few, a couple hundred Bitcoin. Wow. And yeah, I had a couple hundred Bitcoin on my parents' computer. And like my dad was not, not very tech savvy. So like anytime there was a problem, he would just take the computer to like some local like PC repair right. place okay. and they would just wipe the computer. What? Um, yeah, so so the guy like wiped the hard drive, did a fresh install of like Windows, and um, like I, I just wrote down like the private keys on like a piece of paper, you know, so like it was gone forever. And I was like, oh, like it's not a big deal, you know. It's only like it was it was a lot of Bitcoin. Like looking back now, and then a couple years later, maybe like 2013, it kind of turned more into like buying Bitcoin and kind of the same thing. I had you know probably. Like at the time, 2013, 2014, like maybe like a thousand dollars worth of Bitcoin. Okay. And um and I and like there wasn't a lot of exchanges back then either. So like the biggest one was Mount Gox. Um oh, right. and they got hacked. And, they got hacked. and yeah. like all of the Bitcoin got lost. Um and so like after that, I was like, Yeah, like this is not a really good system. Like there's yeah, that it's still too new. There's a lot of problems. And and so I just kind of ignored it from then. Um and then, like, of course, over the years, like, I saw the price of Bitcoin, like, just skyrocket. And I was like, man, like, that's a bummer. I wish I would have stayed in it and, you know, found better ways to to kind of keep these yeah. things secure or whatever. I would and, feel that way. Yeah, but, like, I, I try not to dwell on too much. Mm-hmm. And um, and then it was, like, 2021. It was, like, around the time, like, end of 2021, where I, I saw something on Twitter about Azuki. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I initially joined the Discord in, like, December. And I didn't get, like whitelist or anything like that so i was like okay like you know it's it's a bummer but i I stuck around for a little bit to see like what would happen with the mint and like everybody minted and then like the price just like exploded and i was like okay like i'm i'm never gonna own one of these like and so like i left the discord and i just kind of like wrote it off i was like you know like it's a really cool project like i really like what they're doing 
Like I, I love that they have like this decentralized mindset about building something with their community. And then back around like February, they were like super active with people not in the community still. Like they yeah. really liked engaging with people, even if they weren't holders. General chat was I thought it was super special. Yeah. So like I, I joined back in and, you know, I hung around and built relationships and, you know, made friends and stuff like that. And, and then in March, like Bobu came out and I grabbed Bobu and then I was in like the Bobu chat, like chilling and talking to people. And then like beans came out and I was like, man, like I really want a beans. Like they're super cute. Yeah. Like I, I kind of saw the vision of like what beans could be at the time when nobody, nobody else was really kind of championing me. Yeah. The... The collection back in uh like may june july like once a lot of the fud started happening uh unfortunately like the fud happened but it was fortunate enough for me so like prices came down and i finally bought a beans was like super excited and you know a lot of people were just like really unhappy with the collection a lot of holders were expecting more yeah. of the mm-hmm. team than the team had said they were going to do so I-, I would just it wasn't really cool with me like I-, I know that's kind of the space you know people make their own assumptions and expectations but like, i just didn't think it was really fair um and so like i spent a lot of my time in the beans chat like telling people you know hey like like beans are, are not ever going to be a collection like azuki right like it's yeah it's a companion and but like it's not going to be the same it, it's going to have its own standout ip like nobody really saw it back then they just wanted drops they wanted short-sighted you know, content yeah. Yeah, and and so like I I spent so much time like in the beans chat like just talking to people like hey like it's going to happen it's going to happen like you know like this is where I can see it going like um, Dem like noticed it uh, a lot and so did some of the mods and they were like you are super passionate about beans it's like I yeah it's my favorite collection like it's still my favorite collection but like now they just have like way better people to champion the brand like you know they have people like A's and and Fetty and Demon like like people who are like much better memers they're like you know way better at you know building excitement around certain things and and it's super exciting for me because like that's all I ever really wanted people to see was like how much potential like that collection had um and then eventually you know got got an Azuki and then like got another one how did you get your azuki like like how hard was it to get up to an azuki um yeah i'm not really like i'm not really a trader like i'm yeah terrible (laughs) trading like i don't trade crypto i don't really trade like nfts so like like everything i did i just like saved my money grinded yeah um, from work yeah um yeah and and like (laughs) it was super stressful um but it was also like super exciting like i i only say it's exciting because like it was just something that I'd really been working towards for a while and and not the fact that like anything changed, right? Cause like nothing, no, I, I don't feel like anything changed. Like I still engage and interact with the same people that I did before. Um, you know, I, I still feel as engaged uh, as I did, you know, previously, mm-hmm. whether it was a beans or a Bobu or nothing. Like I, I, I don't feel like there's any difference, right? Like community is, is community. We're fortunate with the community we have, or a lot of people, you know, like they, they wear their heart on their sleeves and, you know, they try to relate with people personally. And like a lot of, a lot of us are like that. Like everyone wants to build personal relationships. They want to help, they want to help each other help where they each can. Other. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and it's been super rewarding. I mean, like, like, you know, in the garden caretakers, like everyone is super helpful. Um, people are willing to give feedback and advice. Oh and, yeah. Um, if you're struggling with something, they're willing to jump in. Uh, it's personally like very rewarding. It is. Me. It is. And you know what? Um, don't sell yourself short because 
man, when I was looking through Discord, the the amount of messages that you had, not just in um, like general chat or anything like that, it was like it was in the village and in the beans chat. You were just championing for Azuki. You were talking so much in those chats, and um, I can understand why Dem and the mods saw you you talking so much. And I I imagine they had the utmost respect for you for for staying through everything, right? Uh, not not being able to mint, but just getting in with Bobu and then Beans and then an Azuki. It's we started from the bottom, now we're here, type of thing, you know. So yeah, don't uh, don't sell yourself short. And and now look at you. Now you're on the Bobu committee, continuing to build the Azuki brand through Bobu. So yeah, shout out to to Eeb, Elder, Keeks, and and Nader as well for 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 that Bobu committee. I'm I'm really excited to see what you guys um, do. Uh, moving forward because I, I imagine there's quite a bit of proposals and having to get through all of that I'd, I'd like to talk about that a little bit um, would you be able to kind of give us a breakdown of what the committee will be doing specifically yeah so it's it's still kind of kind of fluid like when Dem first kind of introduced it to us he had his vision of what they wanted and what, mm-hmm. what they wanted to see from from all of us and you know at the end of the day like we're still more community than we are team you know yeah. it's it's something that we're helping with as far as like bobu is concerned and not not necessarily like on like chiru or like azuki is concerned so um it, it's still like super fluid where he's like hey you know like here's here's how i envision this where you know we have these five people that can work with with anybody that's wanting to do a proposal um, because there are a lot of people in the community that have great ideas yeah. and they, they just may not have the the background to maybe facilitate the execution. Um, they may not have the background to sort of polish up like a really good proposal. And so that's sort of like what, what Dem envisioned, right? Is like a, a bunch of people that are kind of more so mentors, right? Like we'll, we'll help you to, Put the put the best foot forward yeah. to make sure that everybody's informed on on what you would like to do. And so, like the interesting part is, you know, they they grab people from like so many different walks of life. So like Keek does like a lot of graphic design stuff, and Nader's on like the technical side, so he's done a lot of stuff yeah. in Web three and smart contracts and things like that. And Ebe does like a lot of like digital marketing. Oh, yeah. uh, Elder is from like a finance background. So like accounting and like, or like as a CPA and like accounting and operations and things like that. And and I have a business background. So yeah. build and develop proposals and, and pitch business proposals um, to, to a lot of people. So like everyone kind of comes from yeah. like different walks of life and, you know, like what's going on today may not be the same thing that's going on, you know, a couple of weeks from now. Um, if, mm-hmm. if we see something yeah. that there may be a blind spot or gaps, you know, like we get to collaborate with each other and, um, you know, work together to to see if there's something that somebody else is missing. So ultimately, like r- right now, we're still working on kind of, you know, defining what the community is asking for, because it, it's I don't think it's ever going to be, you know, the five of us saying, hey, community, here's the proposals that we want right. to pass because it's not our choice. Right. Like we're not here to tell the community 
what we believe in or or what we want to see from from Bobu. Like we just want to give the community opportunity to decide what they want themselves. And that takes a lot of planning on, you know, how is the treasury going to be managed? What does the treasury look like? Does the community want to see all these proposals or do they want to see proposals that like, do they want us to, to give them proposals that we think will pass? So, so there's a lot of work that's still being done on, you know, the best format to do these things. So it's, it's not super clear cut in, in the fact of like, you know, Hey, here's, here's what we're going to do. Here's how many proposals we're going to put in front of the community per month. Um, you know, here's how they're going to be structured. Like there's still a lot of things to figure out because ultimately it's based on the community's wants yeah. and needs. I, I, I really do commend you guys for, um, really learning on the fly, right? Because things move fast in Web3 and uh, you have to react pretty quickly. Um, when when the most recent proposal came out, uh, were you guys surprised by the, the sheer amount of, you know, people speaking up, uh, putting out their opinions? Um, were you also excited by it? Yeah, I was I was surprised in, in a good way because um, the 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 most recent proposal prior was Nader's, and I, I think there was a little under five hundred votes, and a lot of those votes came from came from some bigger wallets. So like the the total amount of people that voted was relatively low. So that's like you know also another goal is is I think there's like nine thousand. Uh, I think yeah, I think it's something around okay, like maybe nine thousand yeah. unique holders. Um. And so, like this most recent proposal yeah. had a thousand votes. Um, so it's like, okay, those thousand votes may have been, um, you know, four or five hundred people. So, like, how do we get in touch with these other nine thousand or these other eighty five hundred? Like, how do we get in front of all these people to feel engaged and feel involved in in the Bobo experiment? So, um, yeah, I, 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 a lot of, I, I think I can speak for all of us. I said that like, we were like very like pleasantly surprised at how many people showed up and were a part of the conversation and were a part of the discourse because like, like that's what you want, right? Like it's, it's a community project and and you want people to be involved. You want people to be engaged. You want to hear people's opinions because like, you know, it may be hard to hear as somebody who's delivering a proposal, but you know, it, it just makes everybody else better. And like, if, if you go back and tweak your proposal and you, you change some things around and, and you come back and present it based off community feedback, right? Like it, it just shows like how much of a working dynamic there is between, you know, people that have great ideas and, and the community and, and what they want to see. So I, I don't think anybody on the committee took it in like a negative way because there was so much engagement yeah. and it was all like very positive, right? Like there was nobody like shouting anyone down. It was like, there was no like negative criticisms. Like it was all constructive feedback. It was all constructive like dialogue. And I don't think you could ask for anything more than a community that cares and is that passionate about, you know, making sure things are done, um, you know, certain ways uh, to, to, you know, whatever their standards uh, might be. And that's what's special about the Azuki community and the Bobu community because people do care people do care and um do you guys have any plans on how to bring more attention because it seemed like the uh the twitter spaces definitely worked do you find that there could be better ways to implement a system where you you guys can get the proposals uh out there more 
um, whether it is through more Twitter spaces or threads or anything like that. Uh, do you guys see an, an opening there at all? Yeah, I, mean, I think I think you can see from you know some of the stuff that's already sort of gone live, right? Like they, they just opened the channel for mm. the Bobu proposals. So I, I, I think I, I can see a lot more engagement and there, you know, will hopefully be a lot more community dialogue there where like you go to a spaces that's limited to a finite time um, that may not work for everybody's situation. Some people may be in school, some people may be at work, yeah. some people are sleeping. So, you know, doing anything on a, on a certain time frame for a finite amount of time is is very limiting. I think like a really good step forward that you can already see enacted, like I said, was the the proposals channel. So whether that means people come in um, and they start talking about their ideas and then they find other people that are passionate about their ideas to work with, um, yeah. I think it makes it easier to network. And then not only that, but it also provides like a, a much a much easier um, sort of centralized area to have the conversation, to, you know, post documents, to create threads possibly. Um, so I, I think there are always going to be ways to improve. That's that's one thing I really like about, you know, like Chiru and, and Azuki is, you know, they're, they're never complacent in the things that they do. So it brings a lot of experience and a lot of ideas for us to think about on, you know, how can we constantly improve? How can we make the experience better? Because um, the better the experiences for for the holders or, or the community, right? Like that that just builds stickiness. It builds engagement, um, and and it just fosters a really strong community around, you know, the, the the Bobu IP. Exactly, and yeah, it definitely shows that people really care about the Bobu IP and which direction it takes. I really do think that Bobu Discord channel will be a good vehicle for getting good discussions going. It would be nice to keep a, a constant conversation going when a proposal does come up for review within the community. So if we can get, you know, all the Twitter spaces that are held every week, like Red Bean Radio or Skaters of Web3, to remind everyone about the Bobu proposal or the Bobu Discord channel, I think it would help to keep the conversation and buzz alive. As you know, everyone in the space are quite degen and have a limited attention span so keeping that buzz alive is important especially from different vehicles like spaces and threads so what are your guys's goal as a committee so like it made me feel good that we're you know we're on the right path and, and we have the right um mindset when we're looking at these things so um, yeah, the, the goal would be like 9,000 people voting. Like that would be uh, amazing. Mm, okay. Um, yeah. how we get there, like there's still a lot of work. Uh, I don't have the perfect answer for it, but like, uh, I think you guys can, can see, um, you know, just through like the little steps, like I said, the, like the discord channel, like we're going to get there. Um, it's, it's not a VIF, it's, it's a when, when exactly. um, and so I think it's going to be, a lot more engaging of a year like and i think that's that's what people want right they, yeah. they want to feel involved they want to feel part of the process and like bobu is like the perfect avenue for that so i really look forward to it we're all super excited and and motivated and um you know there's there's a lot of proposals that people have like are a lot of really cool ideas that like i i can't wait for for the community to see and um you know make decisions on 
yeah, I'm I'm definitely excited to see uh, what's next, especially you know with um, with the Bobu hats coming out now. I'll I'll be uh, I'll be wearing my Bobu hat while I I vote for the next uh, proposal. Oh, same. <laughs> I was I was so like. I was so surprised when the hats came out and yeah. for, for as simple as like a bucket hat is like, it's just so cool. Like the little personalized details and, yeah, um, yeah. and things like that, that just make it, you know, like, even though it's from Bobu, right. Like, like Bobu's his own person, like it's, it's a, it's a product from Bobu. Like it still has, you know, like a, a lot of the same Azuki charm to it. And, um, I, I think it's really cool that, that they did it for free. Uh, I wasn't I was expecting that. I was surprised. As yeah, well. yeah. I wasn't expecting that to be, to be the case, but like, it's just so cool. You know, another way that they think of like, how can, you know, we make this exciting for holders, like regardless of, of, you know, what they're holding. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I think it's really easy to, to, to get behind a team that, you know, has a lot of, self-accountability they 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 try to look out for you know community sentiment they try to look at you know how to make the best experience for for the community that they can so um so one of the reasons why i'm I'm so passionate about a lot of things they're doing is um you know they have a a team of leaders um and and just the overall team in general that they they care like they care about the experience yeah and they've they've put people in place that care just as much as they do such as the Bobu committee, you know? So yeah, I'm, uh, I think, I think, uh, the whole situ, this whole Azuki situation is going to be fluid and it's always going to be ever changing. And I'm just excited to watch it be built. Um, especially with people who are positive and, uh, as go-getter as, as you and the rest of the Bobu committee. So, um, there's a lot to look forward to, uh, and uh, I guess so. I just kind of wanted to ask um, one or two more questions about uh, your thoughts on Azuki. Sure. Uh, one of the one of the questions I did want to ask was, what has been like kind of like the highlight for you being in in the Azuki um, community? I I think to be honest, like some of the highlights are actually some of the things that I missed out on. Um, like the the garden party yeah. and the alley party. Oh, so you you never um, got to go to nope, either of them. No. Um so so actually the I guess technically like the Bobu hat is like the first like free drop or something that I've ever gotten wow. from like Azuki. Like yeah. like I got some of the hoodies and um like I got the necklace but like of course those were those are paid. Yeah. Um and I did get the Twin Tiger jacket but I I got it off secondary. Uh, um but like the the garden party and the alley party um like i i didn't get to go to because i wasn't a holder at the time um i I had beans for the alley party um but like i wasn't sure like what that would look like right to be able to attend so like i I didn't want to make the trip up there and um not be able to attend exactly and um like so many people were like live streaming it in in the discord yeah and like i was super thankful because like there were a lot of people that like I talked to every day on discord and interacted with and, and they were there and they were having fun and it was like such a cool experience. And like, even though I, I wasn't personally there, like I was super appreciative of like uh, people caring about like the others the who couldn't others, make it. Exactly. Yeah. And, and it just felt really good that like, like being in a community where, you know, like people are willing to, you know, live stream what's going on. And instead of like, you know, fully immersing themselves into like whatever they're doing, um, 
because it's really easy like in the moment to, to kind of forget about things like that. So like, like, the, like both of those things were like super special to me. Um, you know, being able to feel like I kind of partook in those, those same events. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's amazing to hear that side of the story. Um, I remember being on, uh, five ends, um, stream, I think once or twice there. Um, but it definitely feels good to hear, uh, the other side of the story, the, uh, from, from someone who is watching the streaming. Yeah. So I'm excited for you to go to the next Azuki event. Will oh, you try yeah, to go? I'm 100% okay, going. Like, I, I don't, good. I don't care where it's at, like international, whatever, like, I, I will 100%. If I'm able to go, like, if they have, you know, like, people that are, you have to sign up and you, it's like a lottery or whatever, like, if I get a spot, like, I will 100% be there. I'll be in New York for, for NFT NYC, even though, like, Azuki's not doing anything. Right. So, you know, there's a lot of people there that I'm going to meet up with. And that'll, yeah, kind of be like the first Web3, um, like, IRL event I'll, I'll have gone to. But, yeah, wherever the next Azuki event's at, like, I'm, I am 100% there. I, I don't care what it takes to get there. Okay, good. I'll uh, I'll hopefully see you there, um, and I can't wait to hear your how much you enjoyed yeah, an right. IRL event because uh, it's it's definitely special meeting up with um, people. Yeah, you talk to it's like for, for like me, it's it's not even so much like the event. Like the events are cool, you know. Like yeah. especially because like everything Azuki's done is super immersive. But like I just want to meet the people that I talk to every day. Exactly exactly it's 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 a different feeling so um i'm 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 really looking forward that, to that for you because it's uh it's just a lot of fun um i guess uh yeah the the uh, sort of last question i had was um you're very opinionated and i love it i love that you're always looking to throw out ideas that um maybe maybe z or the team will like so if you uh if Let's just say let's let's put you in this situation where you you've just been hired by Azuki to be Z's um, right hand man. Uh, what are some like uh, like quick proposals that you you would bring to the table oh, to get Z to do? Um, oh man, this is kind of a tough question because like you you <laughs> never really know what like they're working on behind the scenes. Like I always true, feel like true, true. if I have an idea, like they've already thought about it ten years ago. Um, <laughs> I don't want another collection anytime it does soon. Does feel like that? Um, like m- maybe okay. that's a hot take. I know a lot of people want like like dark azukis or mutant azukis or whatever. Like I, I don't want another collection anytime soon. Like I I love what they're building out on. I agree with that. The one thing that I really want to see is some sort of like community collaboration with like Billy Billy. So like that was a massive announcement that they had, and. Billy Billy, I don't know how much people really know about them. Like, they are kind of like Crunchyroll, where if there is like a manga or like a manhwa or whatever that's like super popular that hasn't been animated, um, like they they will act as a producer and and they'll make their own um, anime. They'll they'll produce it and they'll hire wow. animators and things like yeah. that. And I think that that's like one huge opportunity because um, like like I, I can't really say like. I don't know what the team's doing and like, I, I don't know right. like what they can and can't help people with. Um, but like, I think that would be like one of the more interesting things is, is if somebody creates, you know, like a pilot or like a storyboard around, you know, like yeah. their IP, whether it's like beans or like their Azuki or something. And like, you know, maybe the team's doing it themselves. I, I have no <sighs> clue, but I think if they were able to come up with something to have Billy Billy produce, like, 
that would be massive because exactly. they yeah they have massive. 150 million yeah. like monthly or maybe it's 300 million monthly like active users so like even if you get in front of a tenth of those like that's 30 million people yeah it's crazy Huge. so Huge. that's what i would love to see and like who knows like they're probably already done and they haven't vaulted for like the right time in like 18 months from now like who knows animation's already written it's already drawn up like it's already done you know who knows but like that's that's one thing i would love to see you know what if uh if it does come out in the future hey we're gonna look back at this episode and uh am i gonna am i gonna get called an alpha i'm gonna gonna give the credit to you (laughs) yeah i'm gonna give the credit to you i and yeah so i guess uh is there is there anything that you would like to say to the Azuki community? Um, yeah, um, it's been you know almost a almost a year and a half, and there's like so many people that I feel like I know super well that I've never met, and and I really like truly cannot wait to meet so many people. Um, I built a lot of really good like relationships, and you know people that like I feel like I could go to with like any sort of question. I, I would say you know, like, don't, don't be afraid to, to, to put yourself out there. And it's it's okay to be a little opinionated, but try to, you know, try to be, you know, polite and respectful about it, but put yourself out there and, you know, make friends, build relationships, you know, because there, there are a lot of people that are in, in the space and in the community that are like way smarter than I'll ever be, right? Like, I'm not going to be the best at everything. And, and those are the kind of people that you can lean on and rely on, you know, when you're struggling with something, or when when you have questions on on something you may be ill-informed on so i think our community is like very very tight-knit very well poised to to have each other's backs right like we've, we've been through a lot we yep. kind of went through like the the fire and flames and the trials and tribulations of like the the fud back back last year and came out stronger for it and built good relationships so you know i, I I appreciate everyone that's here and I look forward to, you know, anybody new that, that comes and and shows up. And, you know, I just, I really enjoy the time that I've spent with, with a a lot of the people here. Beautiful. And, and if, uh, if, if you guys ever need someone who, who stays positive, even through the hard times, well, pretzels, your guy is your guy. Well, thank you for coming on to the the podcast, man. And, I, I really enjoyed hearing your stories and uh, I was really surprised with your your uh, whole Azuki come up uh, your web 3 story like that that was a that was a roller coaster yeah definitely half. definitely uh, some interesting times so yeah I'm really glad you had me on yeah uh, I look forward to, to all the other episodes you're gonna be releasing I, I really love that you uh, found a passion in in uh, exploring the community thank you uh, I, I definitely do enjoy it and uh uh, there's a lot more to come for all the other guests that will be coming on, but uh, I'm I'm really happy that you you took the time, even on short notice and even on a schedule change, to come on and talk to me, man. I I really do appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Behind the PFP. Please consider following and subscribing to the podcast. I had a good time talking to Pretzel this week. We we were able to bond and talk about how positive and how much of an outspoken guy he is. 
He's truly an Azuki Maxi and he's passionate about the direction that Azuki takes. If you were on the fence about creating a proposal, I hope after listening you reach out to Pretzel or any of the Bobu committee members and ask for help and take that next step in bringing out your ideas and putting it in front of the rest of the community. And with that, I'll catch you guys on the flip side.